Welcome to the Bill Collector, where I'm Bill and I'm a collector. What up? Hope you had a nice Memorial Day. Got the extra day off, which I'm sure you did because America. Hope you had a nice day with your family. I certainly did. We did it on Sunday, though. So both my parents came by. My two kids, my two grandkids, a son-in-law. And we had a beautiful time. And my lovely lady always comes correct with the motherfucking spread, son. So, yeah, that's uh, in memory for all the soldiers that died during active duty. Got the USA hat on for a couple of reasons. And Memorial Day is the first one. Second one is for later. And the glasses, well, let's just say it's a blast from the past. And the person I'm talking about's future is so bright. Well, you know the rest of the saying. But before that, uh, Look, uh, sports to me is, uh, I don't know, the word important is weird, but like, let's just say embedded in the fabric of American culture. And uh, so the, the people that play those sports, whatever, you know, sport it is, the ones at the top, you hear about them. Now, the names that I'm going to read off of this list right here, you haven't heard of all these people. Uh, you may have only heard of one, and that's because it's the most recent example of, uh, of an athlete to either be drafted into the service or volunteer himself to the service of his country and lose his life doing so. So I'm gonna just read off this list and give the year that they gave their life to uh, whatever war and battle they were fighting. And like I said, Probably have never heard any of these names before, but that's the uh, Memorial Day tribute I'm going to give to these men. Edward Kahn, Boston and Washington Redskins, 1945, injuries from war. Howard Smiley Johnson, Green Bay Packers, 1945, killed in combat. Bob Neighbors, St. Louis Browns, 1952, his plane was shot down. Al Blosis, New York Giants, he was lost in combat. Harry O'Neill, Philadelphia Athletics, 1945, killed in combat. 
Bob Kalsu, Buffalo Bills, 1969, killed in combat. Charlie Bahan, Detroit Lions, 1945, killed in combat. Young Bussy, Chicago Bears, 1945, killed in combat. Keith Burlem, Chicago Cardinals and Washington football team, 1943, killed in a bomber crash. Jack Loomis, New York Giants, 1945, killed in combat. Hobie Baker, Princeton hockey legend, 1918, plane crash. Don Steinbrunner, St. Louis Browns, 1966, killed in combat. Walter Waddy Young, Brooklyn football Dodgers, 1945, plane crash. Mike Basco, Philadelphia Eagles, 1944, killed in combat. Alex Ketchke, Detroit Lions, 1944, killed in combat. Don Wemple, Brooklyn football Dodgers, 1943, plane crash. Niall Kinnick, 1939, Heisman at the University of Iowa, 1943, killed in flight training. Eddie Grant was a 10-year major league player, various teams, 1918, killed in combat. Elmer Gideon, Washington Senators, 1944, killed in combat. Pat Tillman, Arizona Cardinals, 2004, friendly fire. So to date, those would be the American athletes killed in combat. So we'll remember them along with any other one of the soldiers that has fought and lost their lives in battle for, uh, let's just say, any battle across the world. But especially the, the United States soldiers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there's that. Nothing somber. Just uh, remembering some people you may have never heard of. And uh, since we, I talk sports, thought I remember these guys. So happy Memorial Day to everybody that, that uh, owes a little bit of their freedom to our soldiers. All right. So, uh, and then the, not the next thing I'm going to talk about, but uh, the hat right here, kind of celebrating America with Memorial Day. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and show you uh, some items that I have in regards to what this is all about. Will Clark shit. But what's new on that? So, uh, Jesus Christ, man, all those uh, names I was reading. Tongues dry. <laughs> all right, so, you know, I definitely talk, and, and my collection mainly focuses on Will Clark. I think that's pretty cut and dry. But, you know, when I was a kid, before I gave uh, or traded 
my non-Will Clark baseball collection over to my friend Jeremy, I collected other, like I said, other players. And uh, so I'm kind of revisiting those collections now and adding to them. And uh, so the stuff that I've gotten in regards to mail day, which is what I'm going to get at right now, mostly in regards to uh, the other players that I'm collecting. So we'll show you some of that. Actually, it's a pretty gnarly mail day. Well, mail week, let's just say. And we're going to present it now. I'll be honest with you. I've had this lingering. Shit, let's just call it what it is. Fluorona virus. Hay fever cold. Shit. Fuck. I don't fucking know. But I went to L.A. like was it beginning of April. And dude, I kid you not, I was there for one hour. The next day, I was fucking sick. And what is it today? <clears throat> fucking June. And I haven't quite shook it, so excuse the little clearings of the throat because I can't fucking help it. All right, so... uh this is basically a very, very, very new addition to my collection. And uh, I was a big fan of this guy on uh, all the teams that he played on. And I became really stoked when he became a Dodger. So, <clears throat> Mail Day produced my first batch of Sean Green cards. Do you remember Sean Green? He was an absolute sweet swinging beast starting with the Toronto Blue Jays and then uh, coming over to the Blue in Los Angeles. And uh, I'm going to go, I'm just going to look at some of the stats, but I mean, we got it's like, let's see, there we go. All the good old stuff. And then uh, as he went to the Dodgers and kept the slugging going on over there. But let's see, I, I believe he was a 30-30 guy at least once in his career. You know what? Hey, got to take these fucking glasses off. All right, let's see. Sean Green. Oh no, that's that's not a no, no. Give me a nice big. Here we go. His last year with the Blue Jays, for he got sent to the Dodgers. Forty-two home runs, hundred twenty-three RBIs, twenty stolen bases. Let's see, let's see, let's go back because I feel like there was a. 
Maybe I'm wrong. I just knew he was fleet of foot, and the kid could hit some sweet, sweet bombs. And his swing was, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I like those lefty sweet swings. And, dude, I remember him and uh, Carlos Delgado just bouncing freaking jacks off the glass in uh, Toronto. I believe it was the Sky Dome at the time still. Um, I don't know what they play in now. It may still be that. Whoa, dude, this uh, this Sean Green, Allen and Ginter card. Ain't it? Don't even look like the kid one bit. But anyways, Sean Green, sick player, dude. And... Uh, like an, an absolute new addition. To my collection, which is cool because I'm sometimes like like the way it works is it's hard to remember everybody that you because you can't really collect everybody that you like. It's just I pick some people. And I had mentioned maybe two three episodes ago <clears throat> that i also started to an, a new collection in regards to if you guys remember a player named fred lynn boston great uh, as a matter of fact uh, according to, uh, I believe, is between sports writers and fans, Fred Lynn made the all-Boston team playing center field. And you know who Boston had. He was Jim Rice was one of the players. Ted Williams filled out the rest of the outfield. Um, I believe Dustin Pedroia was his second. So, you know, way Boggs at third. If you're a Boston fan... You know damn well who's on that team. And uh, for me, I liked Boston because of Wade Boggs. And then subsequently, you know, learning more about Ted Williams. And uh, so, yeah, anyways, Fred Lynn, dope player. And uh, I gave you in that same episode where he ranks amongst center fielders and um we're like this is what i'm getting at this is kind of why i have this show is to just bring some more light to those players that are are going to get forgotten um fred lynn probably won't ever go to the hall of fame but he did some amazing like amazing things let's let's just you know but this show isn't about him watch that show go back and check it out and uh i don't know where i got that little stack from the person also sent me a couple other 82 donruss angel cards if you're an angel fan I know an Angel fan. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 
I, I, I forget about putting this chat thing on Pete. If you're still watching, awesome. Steven, bro, how's it going, dude? Ah, yes, with the stats. I really, really appreciate you, dude. So there you go. Confirmed. 30-30 in 1998 from the stat man, Steven. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it, man. If you're there, but you answered my question. And if you're not there, appreciate you. All right. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, another thing, Steven Luker, who's a mad participant on the No Filter platform. He mentioned Sean Green hit four home runs in one game as a Dodger. I forget exactly what that uh, stat line was, but he had 19 total bases in that game, and um, that's huge. So it was a game for the ages. Let's just put it that way. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. <clears throat> so Fred Lynn... Again, I'm collecting what I can find. So, as I've mentioned before, and I, this is, I'll just always give you my observations of uh, what I see in trying to collect. The contrast between the junk wax era and what happened before that. So, in the junk wax era, there were a lot of companies. Each company was had a whole bunch of sets under the umbrella of each company. And tons of cards were released, like so many cards that will only the perfect or close to perfect cards have any value. And that's fine. Me personally, I never collected for the value. I collected for the fun. And I still do today. Now, what I'm referring to, the contrast, is it seems that cards before, geez, 982, I got this old Donruss set right here. Was Fleer even around? In, no, I don't believe Fleer was even around in 82. <clears throat> so you're relegated to basically tops and tops. <laughs> I mean, so... In top seem to make the uh, the, the Kellogg's cards uh, and the, up until the other cards started coming out. So like 82, I see this Don Russ. Quote me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe Don Russ before this. I'm not an expert at cards. I just, you know, what, whatever I see. So what I'm seeing with Fred Lynn is I don't have many options. I can probably obtain 90% of any Fred Lynn card that's out there because there isn't that many. Granted, what they did, what they did make, they did produce a lot. So it's not like it's not unavailable to me. So, anyways, I'm just gonna show you the ones that I just recently came across. And uh have you guys ever played? These old baseball games, it's like you roll dice and the combination of the dice 
equaling the number right here produced the result. And uh, when I was a kid, it was, was it Strato? Strato League Baseball? And I almost feel like this is the precursor to fantasy baseball. So you would you would draft players, you know, and most likely you got your favorite player. But then, you know, most everybody else was uh, just open. For picking just like any team that you pick you go down a line each guy picks and whatever is left is left and so your whole team doesn't end up just being stacked with stars just like a regular team and so we had leagues and so four or five six players i don't know and then we have seasons same thing with playoffs and what was pretty cool was and I believe this is why sabermetrics are so important with in baseball today. It's not only the matchups, it's also the gambling aspect to it. But the player mostly performs like he performs. So at the end of the season, Will Clark would always bat high 280s, 90s, or 300s, between 280s and 340, and hit the marks, the 20 to 30, the 95 to, you know, over 100. And so you can see where all the probabilities and stuff, once you really, really, really dissect the, the statistics, kind of line up in the end. So, like I said, your player or the star players would have those numbers at the end of the year, like they would have in, in, in you know, IRL, as the kids call it as the old fucks call it in real life. Okay, so this is kind of giving me a chance to, like the stack was that big. Now I'm separating into the players, so. This was 50 different Sean Greens, so that's a real easy way to uh, fill up some pages in the old binder there. Pistol Pete. Another one to add to my budding Pistol Pete collection. All right. Dodger fan, you know this. And if it's your first time, you wouldn't know this. 
because you see all the Will Clark crap in the back. Now, I've caught a lot of flack for being a Dodger fan. Will Clark, my favorite player. And then when I was a kid, hardly anyone even knew that I liked the Dodgers because I always had a Will Clark era Giants hat on. And then all these years later, my favorite Dodger over the last 10 plus years has also worn the number 22. And you know who that is. And if you don't, the Dodger that wears number 22 is Clayton Kershaw. Now, here, here was the full circle moment. Well, three-quarter circle, and then it goes to a full circle moment. And that was when I found out. It wasn't right away either when Clayton Kershaw started, and I've been watching him since the very, very beginning. That his fa favorite player is Will Clark. And he was exposed to the thrill via the uh, Texas Rangers as a boy, let's just say. And side note, this is what I think is cool about Will Clark was the, 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 the age gap that he thrilled, let's just say, as Clayton Kershaw is more than 10 years younger than I am. So yeah, Clayton Kershaw's favorite player is Will Clark. Hey, Stevens, Stevens uh, chiming in again. Uh, I have Kershaw in a game. Oh, man, that uh, sounds pretty cool because, uh, well, shoot, man, uh, like Juan Soto and Mike Trout, like part of what's great about these those two guys is they're so fine. Mike Trout strikes out a lot, and I feel like he's been cutting that down since the beginning of his career, like the numbers have been going down, which is great. But he has a good eye still to walk over 100 times every year. And the same as Juan Soto. So my just reply to what you have right, right there is uh, I think those players would do good back then because your eye is your eye. I mean, if you have a good eye and you're getting on base via the hit and via the walk that translates so that's my opinion that's why i think will clark would be a great player any day his desire his intensity his studying of the game his head on the field at all times will carry over into all arrows that's my opinion <clears throat> excuse me so what i was uh leading to was when the Dodgers had won their 
2020 championship, World Series championship. The the next season, I believe it was opening day at Dodger Stadium or or whenever they presented the, the rings to the Dodger players. As they handed the players their their rings, they had something going on on the Jumbotron. Family members congratulating the player or let's let's say, uh, you know, okay, fuck it, I'll just say it. So when they were giving Clayton Kershaw his ring, Will Clark popped up on the Jumbotron to give congratulations to Clayton Kershaw. And for holding up the number 22. Now, for me, that hit home like a motherfucker. And that's because I'm a fan of Will Clark from my exposure to him playing the Dodgers as a Dodger fan. And so him coming on and half the people there probably half the Dodgers Dodger fans at Dodger Stadium that night when that came on probably didn't even realize due to their age that that man congratulating Clayton Kershaw used to tap the Dodgers ass as a player. He used to just smack the Dodgers around. So me, <laughs> I felt like, ah, yeah, dude, that's dope. Full circle moment for me. Dodger and Will Clark and Clayton Kershaw fan, pretty awesome. So that was, uh, uh, I mean, imagine Clayton Kershaw, that's your childhood hero, giving you big ups. And, uh, well, when you win, you get big ups. So there's that. All right. Um, so basically, a couple of nice lots of uh, Clayton Kershaw. And it's actually a surprise that I'm just now starting to collect him. I've had a couple odds and ends, and I've actually cut some of his cards up. So now we're going to actually put him away because I think I got about, what, 50. I don't know, I got about 50 different cards to to categorize in in sheets. That's what I'm gonna do. All right. Now, once again, this this program that I do, the bill collector is about my primary collection because i'm a dork enough said talked about the hat one for yo what's up mike talked about the hat wore it for memorial day and just to get this off my back i don't like when people dump i don't like when people dump on america 
may suck. A lot of things that happen suck, but we live in the best country on the planet. As far as I know, this is the only place I've lived and it hasn't been bad to me. So anyways, I just thought I'd spit that out. This is, this is, this, that's nothing political. We talked about it, like those athletes that I talked about before that gave their lives to uh, their country. I know soldiers. I'm just lucky enough to still know them because they were able to make it back. Uh, and so I haven't, it hasn't hit home for me and mine. And if it has hit home for you and yours, you know, I, I, I'll remember them for you. So, okay. So the red, white, and blue also for, uh, well, my favorite baseball player, he happened to play on the 1984 Olympics, uh, uh, Olympic baseball team. And to be damn right honest with you, in regards to baseball cards, it is a crying shame that they did not put him in the set. The set that looks like this, because this is not a Mike. Yeah, bro. Um, all we can do is our best to remember them. And uh, like I said, appreciate that we live in a country that is pretty damn good when you look at it. Back to the card. A shame that Will Clark was not included in this set. I went over the stats and the, the, the whole lead up i think it was 36 games leading up to the final tournament against japan where they won the silver medal will clark was by far the best player on that team which included i mean shit hall of famer barry larkin slugger Corey snyder Big fucking Mac, dude. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like Mike just said he should have been the primary card in the 85 top set. If you're in the chats, you can see that. But that's that's the God honest truth. So in the 36 games, I, I believe he played all the games. And this was in left field. So Big Mac was the first baseman, if, if I'm correct. Will Clark hit 30, my bad, no, no. Will Clark hit 16 home runs in that 30-something game build-up and Olympic tournament. And the next closest player on the team hit six. He had over 40-something RBIs, batted way, way up there. And uh, make a long story short, it's just kind of a trip that somebody had the bootleg this card and they took the damn picture so anyways i had that card signed it's a shame they didn't make it non-official card but that's a goddamn official autograph so yay yay now off that yay yay and that's the wrong rapper that i'm going to talk about right now but anyhow did you guys get this the snoop dog 
designed Will Clark card is pretty dope. Though. It's a great graphic. And I have ambitions for this card. I actually have two of them. One of them I'm, I'm going to try and get signed by both them fillers. However long it takes, it will happen. But that was from the Project 70 set. And uh, they made maybe three Will Clarks. And they're missing the boat. Because there's a lot of Will Clark collectors. I've said it once and I'll say it over and over and over. Make more Will Clark shit currently. Thank you. Now, I don't know if you do or if you don't. But I most certainly do because I was a fan of The Simpsons. Remember the Simpsons episodes where the plant had a baseball team and they were playing against Major League All-Stars. So blah, 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 this and that. Like, that was cool. But, like, it was pretty generic. Uh, the, whatever. So there was a, it was a, it was a whole All-Star team of MLB players. So that influenced me. I liked baseball. I like baseball. I like animation. I like art. <clears throat> and so as an adult, as you know, because of all this shit right here, a lot of it I make. And so being inspired by that Simpsons batch of uh, programs with the baseball players, I decided to kind of expand on that idea. And uh, for about a year, I just kind of drew and painted in the style of The Simpsons, but elaborated on, on it. So players, instead of having no hat like Mattingly had, I put Mattingly in his pinstripes, put Will Clark in his Giants uniform. But like I said, they were yellow, and they looked like Simpsons characters. So here we go. This is Will Clark, kind of inspired by that card I just showed you with the autograph laid out a little bit differently, but still at the green monster. And uh, that's, uh, I don't know, I like to switch it up. So like I said, I spent about a year making Simpsons-esque baseball art. So didn't make anybody else, only the thrill. But I think Big Mac would look pretty sick like that too. So we got a hard on for Big Mac. Hook it up. All right, talk about ambitions. This is a ball used in the 84 olympics i scored this for such a great price on ebay fuck it let's touch it Eighty-four olympics 
Dude, that's fucking sick, man. I still trip out on some of the stuff that um I've obtained. Oh shit, dude. Let me just put my microphone up. This whole microphone thing is new. I don't know if it looks tacky if you see it, but it's less tacky if it's not hitting that metal shit down there. Anyhow, stoked on this. This is definite bucket list to uh get signed. Holy shit, man. Like I've mentioned it before. I, I have a, a, my, my autograph aspirations will end one day. Once I have, a, I have certain items I'd like to get signed. I don't have stacks of Will Clark autographs. I have key items autographed. This one right here, I've, uh, okay, I tend to think outside of the box regarding what I bring into my collection. And essentially, it's, it's anything, anything cool, anything that strikes me, anything that I can think of to embellish upon. And so I was able to locate this, this Coke can talking about they're going to have the Olympics in 1984. And this was when I was 10, so I was, I was a kid, man. I, I, I wasn't even skateboarding at the time, so I probably wasn't a little piece of shit, douchebag, smartass, son of a bitch at that time. I'm a nice little kid still. And... uh Make a long story short, maybe you've heard, maybe you didn't, but one day out of the blue, my very next door neighbor, his old man, came home Friday with some tickets to a game, four tickets. It was him, my friend, and the, the mom, and they had an extra ticket, and they asked me to go to the game. And it was a 1984 Olympic game, USA, against the Dominican Republic, in which they stomped their ass 12 to nothing. So, unbeknownst to me, my favorite player was the freaking bopper. Well, unbeknownst to me, my future favorite player was the bopper on that team. And... uh Anyhow, silver medal, from what I heard, is they just wreaked havoc the entire tournament. And then in that championship game, somehow fell flat, and they all wondered why. But shit happens. Oh, so anyways. Boom. Got that autograph. It's almost like this fucking can was made for it, man. What's that white spot for? Okay, I'm a sucker for numbers, too. And so, <laughs> if you're a Will Clark fan, this is some shit. This is like, fucking knows what it's like. But this was can number 22 from a series of 23. Do those numbers mean anything to you if you're a Will Clark fan? Right, dude. Like It's like, that's the kind of shit that I see. 
right? Can number 22 from a series of 23. I don't know. Fucking strikes me, dude. Seems a little more than coincidence. It's a conspiracy. No, just playing. But I like that shit. So this this album that I have right here, I'll just show it to you, but I'm going to pull something out. This is uh, this is Rookies and Olympic shit. Now, let's see. Can you see? So I, I, I got all my player collections in those binders back there. Mostly Will Clark stuff, as you know. But in my Will Clark stuff and even in my other player binders, I don't really like to shove every single card I have in there, duplicate-wise. But I will hoard me some, some rookies. So I do slap all my rookies in a, in a sleeve, and those would be the cards that I, the duplicate cards I do keep in the binder and not just like in boxes in in the closet all right so if you're on instagram or what have you i did show this recently and wow so yes it's awesome i i, I love this piece uh it's, it's dope look at fucking will clark's a kid right there just oh dude did you ever get to hit with one of these bats as a youth, because even I hit some major freaking tanks as a kid with that bat. Trust me. Woo! That bat is bad fucking shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, I remember hitting some absolute fucking scuds with that bat right there as, as a kid. But enough with the the... The cussing, because boy, that bat brings up some major memories. Uh, I bought this magazine, and it was a uh, pretty damn good condition. And then I had it autographed, and by the time UPS or the Postal Service got it back to my house, they kicked. It looked like they kicked a fucking box from goddamn Mississippi or Louisiana all the way to Southern California. It looked like they kicked the fucking box, dude. God, the, the fucking postal carriers do not give a shit. Anyways, sorry for the rant, but that corner right there got bent in transit, and I'm, I'm actually surprised the whole fucking thing didn't get smashed. So, I'm like I said, I'm lucky to have it. And if you're a Big Mac fan... Well, that's the back cover of this uh, minor league monthly price guide. Is that back it? Oh, well, I can't tell, but I don't know if that's Beckett or not, but it's a pretty sick item. Dude, and what can you fucking do, man? It's like go postal at the postal office. Like, ugh. there should be. Yeah, I was pissed to say the least, bro. To say the fucking least. All right, let's see. Oh, so we'll keep this card in there because I need to, I'm going to slab this one. But they, they did 
who is this tops yeah so tops in 1992 dairy queen released that uh olympic card right there and i don't think uh tons of them were made so uh yeah i'm gonna slab that card just for the fuck of it because that is an official tops card dairy queen though not quite centered up but Fuck it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool card, man. And so some of these other things right here. Uh, I designed and had that one printed. That's on some gold leaf vinyl and MSU. But we're not talking about the brilliant college career he had. Talking about the brilliant Olympic campaign he had. And it was a fucking fine one. See, Will Clark is a natural ball player. I mean, I remember hearing the shit about Jose Canseco, like, like talking, oh, man, he ain't an athlete. Look how skinny his arms were. Dude, do you know how far determination and fucking hard work go in regards to no matter how, how you're built? Um... Dustin Pedroia is a guy that doesn't have the classic athlete physique. But when you're tenacious and your field IQ are, that shit goes a long way. And it goes a long way in, in life. Just whatever. You know what I mean? Like, for real. Well, Stephen, um, we're still kind of talking about uh, the Postal Service ball dropping. Yes, uh, FedEx and UPS are definitely safer routes to transport your goods. Yeah. Once again, repetition. I talk about this a lot. But one of the joys of collecting, and, and I don't know if I, it's just like I lucked out by the player I chose to have my favorite player and collect is that being Will Clark. You can be sure to find a few offerings every year in regards to uh, his dynamic career from college all the way to uh well, let's just say his final game of his career as a St. Louis Cardinal, in which he homered. So, Will Clark comes in with a bang, and he went out with a bang. And he did it all without uh, synthetic measures. Let's just say that. Because it matters. In that era where it almost seems like you're split right down the middle with who did and who didn't. fucking cares he was fucking great and that's all that matters and number 23 dude mike just said he loved will with the cardinals i was i was so sad when he retired and then i heard kind of like you know they offered him uh you know come off the bench role and shit like that and 
that ain't Will. And the way that he ended his career, that bat was on fire, dude. And, uh, well, hell, unlike half the other players in the league, they linger around too long. And uh, Will Clark, you can literally say, went out on top. And if you didn't know, Mike, you're a big fan. Will Clark's retirement season, and this says a lot about players like, I feel like Albert Pujols, and granted, I love the guy. He's a beast. He's a Hall of Famer. But I feel like him and Miguel Cabrera has just have just like lingered now in, around the league for about five years too long. Yeah, I love Pujols. But it would have been great to see him just go out when the bat was still fire. You know what I'm saying? And, and some of those Angels years that he had were not terrible. I mean, half the players in the league would love to have some of those holes like years that he had. But once again, this isn't to, to jam one on holes. It's just to, you know, sometimes players go out on top, and Will Clark was one of those, to the extent that he had the fourth greatest retirement baseball season of all time. Fourth. The fourth greatest. Ted Williams had the greatest. I believe Barry Bonds had the next. Big Poppy David Ortiz had the third. And then Will Clark. What the fuck are you going to do about that, dude? That's like he knew when to hang it up. Will Clark was a shit. So, yeah, um, just thought I'd show you a few of the Olympic-type things that I had in regards to Will Clark's career because, um, look, most people know about the Major League stuff. People don't remember how ridiculous of a college athlete and Olympic athlete that he was. Right, exactly. So Mike just chimed in with said two of the four were not on the shift. Yeah, so like half. And, and it seems to be how life works. In the end, the law of averages kind of cut things down the middle. And depending on what fucking news station you're listening to or what radio station you're listening to, you're going to get a heavy right or you're going to get a heavy left. So right here... Bills cut down the fucking middle, motherfuckers. On the average. So, always remember that. All right. Well, um, I went through the mail. You saw that. Sean Green shit, Clayton Kershaw, some Fred Lynn, that dope uh, Snoop Dogg, Will Clark Project 70 thing. Showed you the Olympic stuff. And I guess that's pretty much what I wanted to show you today. I appreciate you watching. I'm going to kind of take a minute to do a couple things, and I'm going to be over on Deuces Wild with Will Clark and Eric Burns. Have a good one, guys. I'm Bill. Like it says right here, the Bill Collector, and I collect shit. Have a good one. Take it easy.